Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody, Doug Addison. Have you heard people talk about revival coming? I don't know if you've heard me talk about it, but I know that God is doing something new and we need to prepare. You know, it's coming on the heels of like a very difficult year and on the backdrop of something dark. You know, when darkness prevails, God will come at that time. I want to encourage you right now. Don't buy into all the discouragement that's happening. Don't look at the storms. Look at the Lord. We're about to see a big breakthrough. And I've talked about this in my books, The Prophetic Forecast, Volume 1, 2, and 3. Now, Volume 3 just got released where I talk about the specific stuff that God showed me just this last year about the coming great revival and about the fulfillment of many prophetic words that many of these people in the past died before they saw these things happen. But God is calling us to birth things out right now. I'm telling you, I'm so excited about it. And I know it's been a lot of work for us, and and many of the intercessors have been pushing through in prayer. And I want to encourage you, this is the time. The Lord told me it would be towards those who are considered the Ezekiel 34 wounded sheep, the ones that may have gotten outcast. Maybe it's your kids or grandkids. Maybe it's you. But the Lord's saying he's doing this new thing. On the show this week, I've got a special person and a good friend of mine, Apostle Cheon. Cheon and his wife, Sue, they're the founding pastors of H. Rock Church in Pasadena, California, in 1994. He's the founder and president of Harvest International Ministries. That's H-I-M. It's a worldwide apostolic network of churches and ministries that go over 60 nations with that common vision of changing lives transforming cities and discipling nations. Enlight Connection is under the apostolic covering of HIM, and I'm one of the HIM prophets, so I'm really excited to have Jay on. He's also the International Chancellor of Wagner University. It's an international network of apostolic training centers to equip people for kingdom ministry. Chase also authored many books. He's a sought-after conference speaker, minister, apostolic leader, and he moves powerfully in the gifts of healing, and he also has the heart of an evangelist. And when we come back, you're going to be so excited. I'm excited. I always joke around, you know, one of my first Cheon meetings was back in 1998. He came to Ohio, where I was planning a church with my wife for the first time, and I was really in pain. I had hurt my knee years ago. I couldn't even kneel down to pray. I mean, it was really bad. And I was in a meeting, and he calls out people getting healed of knees. And then all of a sudden, wow, my knee was healed. I tell you, I haven't had any trouble since. So I really love this guy. And also because of his evangelistic calling and and desire to see people to come to the Lord. Do any of these scenarios sound familiar? Have you been feeling stuck in life and not sure how to find your way out of the fog? Or maybe your doctor told you that you need to lose weight to be healthy, but it seems too hard. Or you feel frustrated in a dead-end job and you know you're called to something new, but you keep running into obstacles that stop you in your tracks. With Doug's innovative online course, Unlocking Your Breakthrough, you will get the tools you need to get unstuck, discover your purpose, 
and find the keys to overcome obstacles so your life can move forward again. In this self-coaching toolkit, you'll get access to Doug Addison's 25 years of prophetic life coaching and self-coaching techniques to help you break through hidden barriers, overcome fear, and eliminate those negative thought patterns that are holding you back. You'll become your own breakthrough coach with the practical, encouraging tools in this online video training and the companion ebook and workbook. With Unlocking Your Breakthrough, you'll also create a manageable action plan to reach your goals, even when you're busy. Yes, real change is closer than you think. Get ready to move to the next level now. Take 20% off your order today when you use coupon code DUG20. Go to DougAddison.store and add Unlocking Your Breakthrough to your cart, and let's get started on your breakthrough today. All right, welcome back, and welcome to the show, Che. How are you doing, man? I'm doing really well, Doug. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm excited about your show, but especially what the Holy Spirit is doing today. Yeah, so am I. And we had a chance, I just tell you, we were just having church on the podcast here ahead of time and praying, and and really, I just feel the strong anointing that's going to break things open for people, and especially people who have been discouraged and people who have been wanting more, maybe, you know, hope deferred, got your heart sick. I just want to say, call someone right now or send this podcast, because this is going to be a shift in the spiritual atmosphere. I'm really excited. Well, tell us about your ministry and what you do, Che. Well, you know, I've been a pastor since 1979. I came to know the Lord in 1973 during the Jesus People Movement back in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, the specific uh, suburb of uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, and the city of Sorrow Spring, Maryland. But I had a very unusual encounter. I, I was a pastor, but not the senior pastor. I was a pastor of evangelism and uh, singles pastor. And uh, my wife and I had been married three years, when in 1982, I had the most amazing prophetic dream. And it was more like a vision than a dream, but at 4 o'clock in the morning on September the 2nd, the Lord gave me a dream of a black man that appeared to me, and he said to me, the Lord's calling you to Los Angeles where there's going to be a great harvest. And when I woke up out of the dream, I heard the words, the time of revival is at hand. So I leaned over, woke my wife up, and normally I let her sleep, but this was such a profound encounter I woke her up, and literally, when she woke up, and I shared the dream, we're feeling waves of the Holy Spirit hitting us. And she said, this is of the Lord. And she said, we need to get down on our knees and just really pray uh, that God would open the door for us to come to Los Angeles. Now, the reason why that's kind of remarkable, because we had no family, no friends. We knew no one in L.A. We're talking about 3,000 miles. You know, my wife was born in New York City, grew up in the East Coast. Uh, I'm from Korea. I immigrated when I was four years old, but my dad was a pastor of a church in Washington, D.C. on 16th Street. He was the first Korean Southern Baptist pastor in North America, and that's how the Lord opened the door for us to immigrate. And so we grew up on the East Coast, and for us, it moved 3,000 miles. <laughs> it was just sounds so crazy. Yeah. But uh, I threw out a face to the Lord. I said, Lord, if this is of you, have my senior pastor come to me and tell me that I need to be sent out to plant a church. And when he tells me that it's time for me to plant a church, 
I'll tell him the dream, and and then, um, Lord, you'll open the door for us to go to Los Angeles with his blessing. I mean, what are the odds he's going to do that? You know? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I threw that fleece out. But six months later, he takes me out to lunch, and my pastor just said, you know, I've been really sensing it's time for you to plant your own church and be a senior pastor, and um, where would you like to go? Now, he was thinking about somewhere around the Washington, D.C. area, you oh, know, yeah. like Northern Virginia, right. you know, somewhere up maybe in Pennsylvania. And so I knew that God had heard my prayer, and I shared with him the dream and uh, the call to Los Angeles. And long story short, he blessed it. And uh, he said I could pick a team, and I picked Lou Engel to come out with me. Wow. Which was, I was his pastor, <laughs> and Lou was just uh, a dozen neat story because he was cutting grass for a living. I mean, actually mowing lawns for a retirement center called Leisure World. And uh, when I met him, I said, so what do you do for a living? He says, well, I mow lawns for Leisure World. I said, what do you do, just sit on a driving lawnmower and just cut grass? He says, no, I have to do a push lawnmower because they want the lines perfect. And I said to him, I said, dude, that must be a boring job. And he said, no, it's the best job in the world because I just pray in tongues eight hours a day, five days a week as I'm pushing that lawnmower. And I said to myself, who is this guy? And uh, when the Lord gave me permission to pick a team, I said, I need an intercessor. I need a prophetic intercessor to come with me. And so I asked him to come. And ironically, he said, I don't need to pray about it. I'm there. And I think, you know, back in 84, when I asked him to join me, actually it was 83 and we moved out in 84, over the years of being in vocational full-time, that was probably the best hire, you know, decision I made of raising up someone to uh, come with me or do anything with me. And so here we are still in covenant relationships some 30-plus years later, and he's right there uh, really engaged in seeing uh, revival break out through massive prayer and fasting. And so I was privileged to help him launch the call in the year 2000. As you know, he came and became my associate pastor, and then the Lord gave him a download to mobilize young people in prayer and fasting in 1999, and the call was launched in 2000. And so he and I are co-founders of the call, and he's just going strong ever since. So anyway, we came out. We planted one church. That wasn't successful. It's a long story there. Then he started a ministry called Pray Pasadena, and I just itinerated. But in 1994, the Holy Spirit hit Toronto, hit us, and I was part of the Anaheim Vineyard and uh, the Vineyard Church. I was just attending there on Sunday, not a member, but um, got powerfully touched. And um, I felt like I was born again again. And then the Lord called me to start a church called H-Rock Church, and I've been pastoring that church since 1994. And two years ago, in 2016, I turned the church over to my son, and now he's a senior pastor. So we started with a church plant, and then we started an apostolic network in 1996. And uh, that's what I've been really focusing in on, uh, planting churches around the world. We're now in 70 nations around the world. And so that's a little bit about the ministry to date. Yeah, powerful. And you know what the Lord... uh the Lord was saying to me, you're a fruit tree, and you have so much fruit, you know, you're, but at the same time, you draw in a lot of fruity people, and because they feel good around <laughs> you. I know that I felt that way, and we're part of HIM, as I mentioned before, and so I, I've just been waiting and excited for, for Che to come on, because there's a message that, there's a, like a, a message that's been going out right now in the airways, 
and we're yeah. all of a sudden like this this convergence happening and i'm excited about what god's doing right now you want to tell us a little bit about it well yeah you know i came out because of a dream that there's going to be a great harvest and we saw a tremendous move of the holy spirit we saw the Holy Spirit come in His uh, glory, the manifest presence of God in 94, 95. In fact, we had nightly meetings like Toronto at Mara Torrent in Pasadena that lasted three years. And we went into 98, very much like what Jeremy was doing and what Toronto was doing. But uh, And we were averaging around 300 a night, which is a good-sized group, uh, five nights a week. and was an amazing time. But we didn't see the harvest. We didn't see a lot of soil saved. We saw people get saved, but not what I saw during the Jesus People Movement. I was part of a Bible study back in Washington, D.C. that had 2,000 meeting every Tuesday night, and between 150 200 new converts were coming to know Jesus Christ every oh, week. Wow. And that was just a small slice of the Jesus People Movement as expressed in the nation's capital. Anyway, so, uh, you know, we grew our church. Our church grew, so we had church growth. And we would see, you know, between, I would give an altar call every Sunday, so I would see maybe between six people to 12, sometimes 20 plus come to know the Lord, and but not hundreds. And so I was rationalizing, I said, well, maybe through HIM, you know, because we're planning churches around the world, and just in India alone, um, our apostle there is seeing 100,000 people getting saved every single year. And so I can rationalize and say, you know, Maybe he's, you know, he wants us to fulfill the harvest globally. And I believe that's true. But something happened in January of 2016. As you know, James Gall, a dear friend of ours, gave a prophetic word at our church, and he prophesied that there was going to be a West Coast rumble and was going to start in San Diego, go all the way up to Vancouver. And uh, he specifically said, Che, you're going to be a spiritual father of this revival. And then he prophesied over Jeremy and Miranda Nelson that they were going to be part of the catalyst of this revival. Well, Jeremy's jumping out of his seat because he had planned a conference, his own conference in San Diego the weekend later, after our time with James Gall and our conference. And they had invited Bobby Connor and Joshua Mills, and uh, and James didn't know this. And so Jeremy's really excited because he's going to be in San Diego that weekend, and he goes down and starts the conference and begins to share with Joshua Mills about this prophetic words, and they pray about it. They decide to extend the meetings beyond the conference weekend, and Joshua cancels his uh, travel schedule and itinerant ministry, and uh, they begin nightly meetings there. In San Diego. Now, those meetings have been going on for over two years now. Yeah. They're still going on, and you've been part of it, I've been part of it. And that's been wonderful. So, that was a key word that James Gall gave about the West Coast Rumble. Then, in August of 2016, I'm giving a little bit of prophetic history here. Cindy Jacobs prophesied at our annual HIM conference called Global Summit, and she prophesied, and she says two things, and it's really stunning words. She said the fourth great awakening has just begun, and then she said California dreaming, quoting from the Mamas and Papas hit song that came out in 1965 and was the number one rock and roll song in 1965. And when she said that, it hit me because, you know, the fourth great awakening, I mean, that is quite a statement to say the fourth great awakening has begun, because we've only had three others, and you know, we had the Great Awakening, the first Great Awakening actually started in England in 1738. 
with Whitfield and John Wesley, Charles Wesley, and then it spilled over to the United States as Wesley and Whitfield both came to the United States. And Whitfield, more than Wesley, but Whitfield preached up and down the East Coast until 1770. I mean, he just gave himself tirelessly to the colonial states. And we experienced what's called the Great Awakening. Of course, there were other great uh, leaders during that time, like Jonathan Edwards in Northampton, Massachusetts, who ended up becoming the president of uh, Yale Divinity School. But anyway, the Second Great Awakening historically began in 1801 with the Cambridge Revival. And that went to 1870 and includes people like Charles Finney and, um, and the, of course, uh, the Haystack Revival in Northampton, uh, the Cambridge Revival in 1801, the Circuit Riders of the Methodists, and then even Jeremiah Lampier in 1858, who started the prayer meeting in New York, the famous businessman's prayer meeting. And they say over a million people got saved just in the marketplace in 1858. Which was an interesting phenomenon because the revival hit Northern America. It didn't really hit South of the United States. And then you had those who experienced salvation, and the revivalists were all abolitionists, like Charles Finney preached against slavery and the sins of slavery, which resolved the Civil War, and it was North against South, where the revival touched the Northern states. They were against slavery, of course, South was still pro-slavery. But the North won. But that overflowed into the L. Moody, his ministry in the late 1800s. Now, the Third Great Awakening really is uh, going into, uh, not, you know, the early 1900s to 1906 with Azusa Street. And we've been in this incredible wave, as you know, in the past century. We have seen more out of one billion evangelicals on the globe. You know, around 700, 800 million of them would be Pentecostals or Charismatics, and they would say their roots are going back to 1906 with Azusa Street. So we've only had three Great Awakenings, and for Cindy to say the fourth Great Awakening has begun was really, really stunning. And as a historian, because that was my major in college and I love church history, uh, it got my attention. And then she said California Dreaming, but that went over my head because my focus was not in California. I was traveling all over the world with HIM and just really strengthening HIM internationally. But then something happened to me. The turning point for me was October 2017. I get an email from Metzavosa, who's a major leader in the body of Christ. He's the founder of Transform World, and he's based in San Jose here in California. He emails me and says, I have a personal word for you, and I need to meet with you personally uh, to deliver this word. And I emailed him back and said, Ed, I'm right in the middle of going to 12 nations in a two-and-a-half-month period. I'm traveling around the world, and uh, and I can't meet this the busiest time of my life. Can uh, you email me the prophetic word, or can we have a conference call, and we could talk on the phone about this prophetic word? And he replied by saying, no, it's so important. I need to see you face-to-face, and I'll fly out at my own expense and meet with you. Now, I've known Ed for years, and this is not like him. My wife picked up, this is a a very important divine appointment, and she said, you need to meet. So on one of my days where I'm in town to do my laundry and meet with my family before I hit the road again, he came and flew out on October 3rd, and so and I took him out to lunch. And as we met... 
he asked me this question. Have you seen the fulfillment of the, the great harvest dream that you had? Because everyone has heard this, you know, I've shared this uh, to so many, so many times and he evidently heard it. And he asked, have you seen the fulfillment of that? And I said, Ed, to be honest with you, no. We've been blessed. We've had church growth. We've seen an explosion in our international work, but we have not seen the harvest in L.A. or in California. And the word of the Lord was, is that he said, is that God wants you to turn your heart back to California, and he wants to give you the harvest. And he's going to give you an apostolic strategy to reach the harvest in Southern California. And so that really stunned me because that was not on my radar. You know, I'm just, again, focused on the nations, but I knew I was called here, but I had turned the church over to my son. And, you know, as far as uh, even the West Coast Rumble, I thought my responsibility was just share Jeremy and Miranda Nelson on and people of their generation. I would be a great cheerleader. I would be gladly, I would just gladly hold their arms up as they saw revival in their generation. But when uh, Ed gave me this word, I took it to prayer. Sue and I pray every day, even when I'm on the road, we FaceTime each other and pray. And so I went back on the road, but we were just praying through this. And I said, Lord, what is, what are you saying to me? During this whole time, two things happened. I came back in November from my extensive trip, and I was just watching television. I was catching up on some football games I had missed through my international travels, and I had uh, DVR'd them, and as I, you know, as I recorded the game, I, I usually just fast-forward the commercials, but before I could fast-forward the commercial, the Mamas and the Papa song came on, California Dreaming. What it was was a commercial for Time Life magazine. They were selling CDs from the 60s, and so that was the first song that came on, and it got my attention because the Lord was saying, I want you to turn your heart to California, and it's California dreaming, and, and it's a dream I gave you back in 82, come to L.A. for a great harvest. But then the Lord began to download a strategy to reach dreamers. Now, this is something that's been in the news, DACA, as you know, they're called uh, dreamers. And these are kids who are, they were born uh, overseas, but immigrated to the United States as little children with their parents who were illegal immigrants. And believe it or not, there's now dug 12 million illegal immigrants, primarily from Mexico and Latin America in the United States. A majority of them live in California. Yeah. And they're coming every day into California because our governor, Governor Brown, declared California to be a sanctuary state. Not just a sanctuary city, but the whole state uh, is safe, technically. Of course, you know, the federal government still has jurisdiction. But the point being is, is that they're all coming and they're they're scared right now, and they're uh, fearful that they're going to be deported. And so they're coming in uh, for refuge. And I feel like the Lord spoke to me, in no way am I condoning breaking the law, but the Bible does say that we're to love the foreigners because the Israelites were foreigners once in Egypt themselves. And we have a responsibility to reach those who are aliens, foreigners, the poor, etc. And I've been preaching for years, the harvest is among the poor. And demographically, the poorest group in America, as far as a large people group, are the illegal immigrants. And so the Lord began to give me a tremendous heart for them, and he began to show me that we could reach the Hispanics and see them get converted 
And they already have a pro-life disposition, pro-family disposition, because many of them come from a Roman Catholic background, and they've been taught the sanctity of life. But when you get them saved and you get them biblically trained, I feel that they could be the key to turning California into a pro-life state. The most liberal state in our nation could become one of the more conservative states for revival and reformation. So as the Lord started to download, I said, what does this one look like? The Lord started to just give me a strategy to find the most populated Hispanic communities in California, target them, and to plant 10,000 churches in those targeted areas. And not only here, but, you know, we're going to plant churches in other heavily Hispanic places in America, whether it's Texas or Florida or Arizona, but we're going to start in California. And the Lord spoke to me, this is California dream, and this is my dream that I have for California, to see these people get saved and to get discipled. So the most effective way for me to reach the harvest and the most uh, holistic way is through church planning. And that's what HRM is all about. We started out as a church planning movement. And I've personally been involved in planning a dozen churches in L.A. alone from our network and from our mother church, HROC Church. So that's in my DNA. And so the Lord began to say, this is something you can do. Start planning churches in California. And then he started to give me an outreach component that before we planted churches, to have what we would call these Jesus festivals in uh, the most heavily targeted Hispanic community, you know, whether it's in a park or a field. And what we would do is that we would uh, bring music, free food, a lot of games for children, give away free prizes like iPhones, bicycles. We've done it before. We did it in Pasadena twice. We called it City Fest, a city festival, but City Fest. But the Lord said, do a Jesus festival like City Fest and preach the gospel with signs on what is following. And so we're going to see a harvest. And when the people get saved, we're going to plant churches right away, just like in the early church, just like Paul went to Thessalonica for a few weeks and just immediately established eldership. Now, what we're doing is obviously starting to train pastors now who are Hispanic pastors in our network to start uh, caring for people as soon as we plant the church. And so that's what I've been doing right now. It's really changed my life around because, Doug, I've been so focused on international travel. I've cut my travel way back, and I'm just now planning this uh, incredible initiative. So we're really, really excited about what the Lord's saying and doing. Yeah, now this is a full turnaround from that 1984 word, right? Is that your dream? Is that correct? Absolutely. It's a totally a turnaround. And But, you know, it's full circle. The Lord said, come to L.A. for a great harvest, and he's used this as a base, but I didn't realize that the harvest is now. Now, we've been hearing prophetic words like Bob Jones gave in 1983 in Kansas City about the billion-soul harvest, and of course, he repeated that many, many times. But uh, from my understanding is is that Bob Jones said three signs will have to take place before the billion-soul harvest begins. And he said, number one, that an abortion pill will be invented. And he was talking about the morning after pill, but of course, he didn't know it then in 83. He called it an abortion pill. Number two, he said same-sex marriage will be legal in America. And when he said that in 83, people thought he was crazy, he was a heretic. Right. But as you know, in 2015, our Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage. And then he said a watch will be invented that the Chinese will buy 
be the best-selling watch in China, and they will be watching worship in the rice paddies of China. And in 2015, the <laughs> iWatch came, and, you know, with the iWatch, it's gone into a whole different level today where you don't have to have your iPhone with your iWatch. You can watch worship literally on your phone. And so this is amazing that he prophesied that in 83, and all three have now come to pass, and we came into 2016, and I feel that we are in the beginnings of another major wave of the Holy Spirit, like Toronto was a wave, and third wave with John Wimber was a wave. Jesus, people knew it was another wave, but I feel we're in another wave, Doug. And it's going to be harvest time. This wave is going to be characterized by the harvest like we saw in the Jesus People Movement in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, now that was salvation-based, healing-based, right? And that type of thing. It was miracles, signs and wonders, and a lot of salvations going on. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing that I observed, because I'm old enough to have been part of the Jesus People Movement, but the churches weren't ready. Uh, you know, as you remember the story with Chuck Smith, you know, even his elders said, you know, these hippies are coming in bare feet. They're messing up our carpet. And Chuck Smith said, well, rip out the carpet. I'd rather have these souls saved in our church than have nice carpet. So he was ready. He was one of the few that was willing to position his church to receive the harvest. But the fact is, is that many churches weren't ready for the harvest. And so my burden now is, is that when this wave of people come in, like with these uh, Hispanics, you know, are they going to fit in to the typical church in California? Some of them will. You know, they'll be able to be bicultural and be able to fit in. I felt like the Lord said, plant churches among them where they will feel comfortable being with their friends and with their relatives, and let it be in their language. And uh, of course, you know, we're going to teach them to be bilingual because we want them to be educated in English. And so the Lord began to speak to me about a whole transformation arm of this. So we have the revival arm of outreach, weekly outreach, having the Jesus People Movement, planting churches, but then there's going to be the reformational or transformational arm, and we're going to help them not only spiritually, but relationally teach them on marriage, family, parenting. We're going to help them educationally. We're going to provide tutoring service for the kids. And by the way, there are a lot of Hispanic kids who are born citizens now, and uh, they're going to vote uh, when they turn 18. And so we want to really reach them and disciple them even now. And so we're going to uh, provide tutoring service. We're going to provide nutritional help. We have partnered with Manor Relief, founded by Sam Castor. He is providing millions of dollars worth of multiple vitamins, whole models, not petroleum-based, but whole food-based, multiple vitamins, and uh, this immune booster called Evolve Immune to build their immune system, and he's providing it for free if we will give away to children uh, under the age of 18. We can't give it to adults, but we're giving it to every single kid under the age of 18 on a monthly basis. And so we want to help them uh, physically. We want to help them relationally. And then we're going to help them economically. We're going to have micro-businesses and help these leaders to uh, find multiple revenue sources. And then we're going to help them with housing and practical things of how to get a work permit. And so we are really mobilizing an, an army, and we need as many people. The reason why I'm sharing this on the podcast is that if anyone wants to be involved with California Dream, and they could just go to our website, 
they could Google California Dreaming, or they could go to harvestim.org and go to the page California Dreaming, and we could share with you the five cities we're targeting this year and those regions, and I can run them by real quickly. We're going to hit the San Diego area, Inland Empire, Ventura County, specifically Oxnard. We're going to downtown L.A. by USA, and then we're going to Bakersfield, and again, a very heavily Hispanic community because of uh, the farms and Bakersfield going up to Fresno County. So those are the five areas we're targeting for this year, and then next year we're targeting other cities and other Hispanic communities, and we're going to just keep on doing this. And the thing that's kind of uh, stunning for me personally is I made a commitment to make this a 20-year project for me. And I'm in my 60s, so we're talking about Lord willing until I'm in my 80s, Doug. So this is a long-term project, and I'm encouraging my son, who is in his 30s, to pick up the mantle even after I go home to be with the Lord and that he will sustain it for another 20 years after me. So we're talking about two generations and around 40 years of sustained ministry to our state, California. And then Lou, of course, he's mobilizing prayer. He's doing the whole prayer mobilization, calling California to pray and fast for California Dreaming. I just talked to him on the phone this afternoon, and he wants every home for Christ to be involved as well. So, So we're going to try to mobilize every home for Christ to target California and to reach every home in California by uh, within 20 years. So it's a huge undertaking, but I love this because I, I, I love doing something so great for God that unless God comes through, we can't do it. Yeah, And so he gets all the glory. And so that's where I'm at right now. And this is something that I feel that there is a convergence of prayer, all the prophetic words, different streams coming together. Because like every help of Christ is a, it's a very unique ministry based in Colorado Springs. Other churches coming together uh, for this initiative called California Dreaming. Yeah. Now, I'm just amazed at the strategy to turn around a liberal state through <laughs> revival. I mean, yeah. what you just shared, it blew me away. I took a whole page of notes here. I'm like, wow, you're right. This this is exactly. And we could sit back and complain, like people they might complain about it, or we could get the strategy like you did from the Lord and begin to lead people to the Lord and provide for their needs and see the world turn around. This is so cool. Yeah, because, you know, you're right. All we've done is complain and we just say, you know, man, California, you know, is it's the most liberal state. And, you know, of course, uh, Republicans don't even come into California uh, like on a national election. Trump didn't even come because he knew California was so left, uh, extreme left. And, uh, but with the way I look at it, and, and to me, it's not rather be a Republican or a Democrat, but I really want to focus on the end game of being a pro-family and pro-life state. And if there's a Democrat that's pro-life, pro-family, I'm all for you. But the point being is, is that, you know, the, the fact is, is that we're not going to see a transformation of our state unless there's transformation of lives and minds being renewed to kingdom values. And, um, and uh, you know, one thing I love about this approach, we're helping the poor, which is something that the left is very concerned about. You know, the Democrats, they, you know, they, they say and boast about their compassion for the poor, but we're going to do something about it. But we're also going to teach for life because, you know, there are four, I don't know if you know this, there's uh, 631 laws in the Old Testament. 
I mean, Levitical laws, etc. And they're all prioritized on the Ten Commandments. And so the first commandment is to acknowledge God, but then you have commandments like do not commit murder or take an innocent life. And people have said, you know, you're just so focused on life and all that. Why? Well, because the Ten Commandments, the Word of God focuses on that. Yeah. And so the Word of God is really clear, clear that we have to protect innocent lives, and that has become a priority to me because of the Word of God. And so that's why, you know, people are saying, what's the end game? What will transformation look like? For some, it will be eradicating poverty, eradicating corruption, and all those are great things. I want to see them eradicated as well. But for me, I really feel that family, you should not commit adultery because they're in that commandment. Jesus enforces and uh, protects marriage, that from the very beginning, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and two shall become one flesh. And not only is that in Genesis, but in, in Matthew uh, 19, Jesus reinforces that command. And so we have to define marriage between one man, one woman, and strengthen marriages, strengthen the home, and strengthen our value for life. Because the moment you begin to lose that, you begin to you know, lose perspective on God's heart and God's priority, and everything gets uh, turned upside down. And so I want to see uh, His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But what does that look like? And for me, uh, it's really uh, focusing on the first institution that He established, the family and marriage, and then, of course, uh, thou shalt not murder or take an innocent life. And so that is why that is, to me, is what I'm looking for 20 years from now, 40 years from now, if I'm still around, to see transformation in our state. But I'm not motivated necessarily because I'm a representative of the Republican Party. You know, It's not right. because it's a political thing. It really is a kingdom value. And that's exactly. what I want to see. It's a biblical value. Right, yeah. God's doing something right now. And so how far are you in this, and what, what's going on with this right now? Okay, what happened was is that the turnaround happened in October. The Lord began to download to me in November, December. So I had my first meeting with our HIM pastors in San Diego, about a hundred of them, in December. So we're just into this since December. I shared the strategy with them, and we're now. So we put the five events on our calendar. We discovered the cities we want to go to, the heavily populated Hispanic areas. And so the outreach begins literally in August, September, and with a church plan follow-up in the fall of this year. So that's where we're at. So this is very new, and that's why, you know, I I just want to just put a uh, disclaimer. The disclaimer is is that we haven't done it yet, and I'm seeing through the mirror dimly. And uh, I feel like as I'm stepping out of faith, he's bringing more clarity, he's bringing more partnership. Like every day something new is being added to this. It's almost like unbelievable, you know, like even this whole nutritional supplement with Sam Castor, who uh, is the president of uh, Evolve Health. When he heard this vision, he said, we want to partner with you because we have a social business and we give for every vitamin someone buys, we give out one free to a child at risk globally. But we're not in the United States. We're not doing that in the United States. And we want to, we want to give a vitamin one uh, month's worth, to a child here in the United States. And I said, will you be willing to do that? He said, absolutely. So he made a commitment to do that. 
with uh, no limitation. We're talking about literally millions being donated just in that one transaction. Yeah. And yeah, that's a lot of lives to change right there. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so exciting that this would just happen. And, uh, you know, I didn't plan that out. I just said, we want to help these kids. Right. But when he heard the vision, he said, here's what I can do. Yeah. And that's the way it's been, Doug, is that people have been saying, we can help this with that. We, you know, we have uh, Jeff Dahl that came down from uh, Reading. He was the children's pastor for Bethel for years. And just recently, God prophetically led him and his wife to move to Los Angeles. He didn't know why. The Lord just spoke to him a general word that you've been part of building a local church, but I'm going to bring you to Southern California to be part of a movement. Can you believe that? That's the word he received. Wow. And he, was, he didn't know what that movement was. He thought, do I start a movement? And then when he heard about California Dreaming, he immediately said, I want to partner with you. I know why the Lord has me because I know how to mobilize people to evangelize children. That's what I did at Reading. And even before that, he did with uh, Metro Church with Bill Wilson up in Brooklyn, New York. And so he has tremendous experience doing outreaches to children. And so I said, you could help us with our outreach. And so, again, another piece came into being when they heard the vision. And so who knows, those who hear your podcast, someone might say, you know what, I want to be part, and here's what I can do to contribute. And so... We're seeing, you know, God building his house and bringing the people together, uh, and it really is becoming a, a synergy of convergence, of lives coming together, not just words and prophetic words and dreams, but people are coming together, and they're volunteering freely their day of power. So it's very, very exciting how this has developed. And so, no, we haven't started yet, but yet we have, if yeah, you know what I mean. exactly, yeah. You know, we haven't started the outreach part, but the pieces have uh, been coming together now for since December. And yeah. we're just in end of February, and this will be aired in March. So, you know, it's just happening very quickly. Yeah, and now this dovetails, for those who have been following my ministry, all of a sudden, in like connection, we're partnering with Lou Engel and the call and Keith Ferretti with Emerging Prophets to help spearhead the 40-day fast. And this all came in the last three weeks before I even knew about uh, <laughs> Cheon's California Dreaming. And we were calling the 40-day fast California Dreaming before we realized what we, you know, this is all coming together, that the Lord says that, listen, when we can reach California— that's going to change the world because uh, that's where most of all the uh, North America revivals have started. And what happens in California in the past has, has impacted the world. That's why we're raising up people to pray right now. We're raising up people to partner with this and with the Jesus festivals. Man, I love this. Now, if you live outside of California, maybe you don't see it like we do. I mean, we just see this all the time because it's part of our life. If you have 12 million people that are undocumented and uh that we just it's part of our life here and i have never to this time seen or heard of a plan like this that's why i know this is a strategy from the lord this is a book of revival given to you che from heaven well you know what uh, you're right about california not only is it uh you know california's an apostolic state and as california goes so goes the world i mean think about it, even in the natural the technology from Silicon Valley in California is transforming the world. The movies that are produced in Hollywood is actually discipling nations, good or bad, it is discipling them, you know. And so, and of course, California has given us 
of the Azusa Street Revival, the, you know, even Charismatic Renewal began in 58 with Dennis Bennett and Van Nuys right here at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Los Angeles. And then Jesus People Movement with uh, Lonnie Prisbury and Chuck Smith in 67 in Costa Mesa. I think of John Wimber in the third wave in the late 70s and 80s. And of course, uh, the call came out of our church and H Rock and H I N in Pasadena. You know, we had the nightly meetings in, in the 90s, and then the call was birthed in 2000. And so California has given us a lot. So, yeah, for those who are outside of California, I want to encourage you. I believe what happens here in California is going to happen in your city. And even what I'm doing as far as strategy, Doug, I'm going to have a template to replicate this all over the United States. So my heart is not just exclusively in California. It's really Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the ends of exactly. the earth, right? And so I believe that what God's doing here is really for our nation. I want to see revival come to our nation, and we want to see transformation in our nation. So on a bigger picture, we got to see Roe v. Wade overturn in our nation, for example, yeah. you know, yeah. legislatively, not just, you know, I know America has shifted now. This is amazing. You know, when we started the call in the year 2000, only 38% of Americans were pro-life. Today is 52% based on the latest Gallup poll. And I believe all the massive prayer that we focused on pro-life and awakening and revival at each call. Of course, I was the president of the call from 2002, 2003, and I helped organize the first seven events. But I've been involved in over 20 of them, not as president, but just participating, just going to the call myself. And I feel the the incredible job Lou has done to shift our nation through prayer and fasting is uh, measurable, even with the Gallup poll, that America is now 52% pro-life. So from 38 to 52, I mean, that is major. And and you know what? It's the young people leading the way. It's right. the millennials who are most pro-life. So something is happening in our nation. And so it begins with prayer, but now we want to see actual harvest and then the reformation or the transformation part of laws being changed, institutions being changed, and uh, and seeing things eradicated like, you know, like the slave. Uh, trade and slavery was eradicated in our nation. I'm believing that abortion will be eradicated uh, for the most part in our nation. Yeah. Now we've had a tipping point all of a sudden, February, March, 2018, suddenly things are coming together and we saw one of the biggest mantles, uh, evangelistic mantle of history go with Billy Graham and he's a John 12, 24 seed going into the ground. That's going to produce more seeds and the Lord spoke to me well, a know, while the, ago. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I just affirm what you're saying. Of course, we've been hearing for years when Oral Roberts and Billy Graham go home to the Lord will be the beginning of the greatest awakening, greatest revival America's ever seen. And of course, that happened last week with uh, Billy Graham going to be home with the Lord on February 21st. So That's right. That's what but, I was going to say. The Lord told me. You were saying that the Lord told you? That, uh, that very, very thing. Word. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry to be to jump in. So something's going to happen. There's a tipping point happening right now, and there's what was being possible before. Even changes. I'm not saying changes in the gun laws. Suddenly, just changes that can save kids. You know, we're starting to see the tipping point happen right now. What people thought would impossible, even now with the uh, no one's come forward with a plan 
for the dreamers in California that I've ever seen. Now, suddenly the Lord releases one, and the Lord's doing this, and he's pulling people together. I, I'm just so excited, Jay. Well, you know, it's, um, I was just thinking about the dreamers, because for those who are Hispanic, they think the answer is government protection. Uh, they think that the Democrats are the ones that are pro-dreamers. But here, as you know, I'm a very conservative pastor. And for us to be actually reaching out to them, educating them, helping them nutritionally, uh, literally bringing food to them because we're working with a food bank to bring food to those who are hungry and feeding them, literally, as well as giving them this nutritional supplement. You know, we're praying that through the love of Jesus Christ, tangibly manifested in good works, that they will convert to Jesus and they will embrace our values, the biblical values that we we hold. And so this this could be a massive shift in our nation. Yeah. Because if California becomes a pro-life state, a Republican state, if you will, you know, that's going to blow people away. They would never think, can anything like that happen in California? But with God, all things are possible. If he says in Psalm 2.8, ask of me and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance and the ends of the earth as your possession, why not ask him for California? Why not ask for those who are Come in on. whatever state Ask for your state yeah. uh, to be given to the Lord, and uh, to collectively that the uh, earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So I am just claiming America for the kingdom of God. Yeah, me too. Wow, there's such a powerful anointing on you, and the fact it started with a dream in 1984, uh, you know, and you asked for a confirmation, and it got and it happened, and suddenly, I mean, you know, everything pulling together. I just want you to pray over us, and just... Right now, just uh, release whatever it is that God has for you to release over us. Amen. Well, Father, I just thank you for those who are listening because they're hungry. And your word says, blessed are those who are hungry and thirst after righteousness, but they will be filled in Matthew 5, 6. So I ask that you would fill every single listener with your presence, with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, empower them and that uh, they will experience personal revival, first and foremost, that every listener would return to their first love, knowing that we're in a Kairos moment where you're calling the church back to you. And, uh, Lord, that as we get revived, that the power we receive, Acts 1-8, is for a purpose. That your word says we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and we will be witnesses, lay down lovers in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And I pray, Lord, that you would use every single believer, because we're in the day of the saints, everyone is a king and a priest, that you would use them, to see a great harvest, that we would be proactive, we'll be intentional, beginning with our family members who don't know Jesus and our friends who yes. don't know Jesus, to bring in the harvest, to reach our oikos, our family members, and bring in the harvest. And collectively, Lord, we believe that wherever we are, we will see a great harvest. I do pray for that double portion mantle that I believe that Billy Graham released when he passed away for evangelism and harvest to be given to those who listen right now. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen and amen. Wow, wow, so powerful. Well, we are listening to Che Han of Harvest International Ministries. And Che, tell us how to follow you or, or you know, anything you might have to offer right now. Well, yeah, you know, obviously uh, they could follow me um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but, but let me just encourage that they check out our website, harvestim.org, and uh, the IM for internationalministry.org. And uh, 
you know, as they follow me on uh, Instagram, they're going to see pictures and updates of what I'm doing with California Dream, and, and it's very, very exciting. One of the things the Lord told me to do also uh, is to document everything, to actually film our meetings, our outreaches, our Jesus festivals, because uh, I just saw in my spirit there's going to be a documentary movie called California Dreaming, wow. and it's just going to trace from the beginning to the end. But they will get real-life pictures of it as they follow on Instagram primarily, but also, you know, on Facebook. And so uh, that, that's one way, Doug. But I really want to encourage those who are listening to really ask the Lord how you can be part of this, because we are praying for laborers. You know, it says, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. And so that's what we're asking for, Doug, more than anything else, people to come and join us in our outreaches and our Jesus festivals and our church planning initiatives. And, and um, you know, there's so much going on behind the scenes, too, you know, because it's not just the Jesus festivals. We're encouraging all of our churches. We have around 100 churches, HIM churches, that are going to be the initial way to start in Southern California. And I'm encouraging them to really have an outreach to the schools on a weekly basis. And we're training them how to do that. And so if you want to be trained, I know Lou and I are going to be doing a training session on May the 12th, and we don't have the uh, location. We're trying to get Mata Auditorium, but uh, we'll let you know where that's going to be as we just share a weekend of training on how to reach the harvest through prayer and through evangelism. He's going to share the prayer part. I'll share the evangelism church planning part. That'll be the weekend of the 12th, and uh, we'll start out on the 11th Friday night, go all day Saturday on the 12th. And so they could be part of that. That's the next initial part of it. And then let me encourage people to come to San Diego for a Revival Alliance conference the first week in April. And that should be a real prophetic time because it's starting in San Diego with the West Coast Rumble. And Lou and I will be there. There'll be other revivalists there at that conference. And so those are some of the upcoming events that they could track with us and be part of it. I'm really excited. And, uh, you know, we're part of HIM. We joined in 2015. And the Lord did speak to me. He said, something's going to come. You know, there's just going to keep waiting. Uh, something's going to come, and it's going to really strike together. Because you don't meet many people who actually have a heart for an evangelist. You know, and and you're one of them. And I'm an evangelist. And you don't meet a lot of us anymore. And it's so exciting when you come together and start to share vision. And you can be a normal, natural, supernatural, like you model for us so well, Che. We really appreciate you and Sue and and all you have done for us. Well, thank you, Doug. I'm so excited about partnering with you and your ministry in this California Dreaming. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, check out Jayon on the internet, harvestim.org. And God bless you guys. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.